You gonna mention Ratatouille? We gotta bring up. We gotta bring up Ratatouille. It's it's the rat movies you know of the what? early two thousands. Flushed away walked. Flushed away walked so that Ratatouille could run. Here's Ratatouille would not be what it is without the foundational work that is Flushed Away. Hello and welcome to Movie Struck, a podcast about movies and the people who watch them. I'm your host, Sophia, and I am joined today by my dear friend and frequent camera department fave, Rachel. Rachel, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hiya, happy to be here. So as always, we, Rachel here has selected uh, a movie of her choice out of every movie ever created for us to watch. So I have only one question for you, Rachel. Why did you pick Flushed Away? Um, because it's not a choice, it's an obligation um, <laughs> to spread the gospel that is DreamWorks Flushed Away. It's a movie that I was exposed to as a kid to get me away from the House of Mouse and all things Disney. <laughs> not that I was a Disney kid, but I was talking to my mom and uh, today about this and she was like, well, the reason I made you watch that is because it wasn't Disney. I was like, oh, I just thought my obsession was like a natural born thing, but evidently it was installed by my mom. So it's it's the kids movie that it's it's so nonsensical, but it is hilarious and it is star studded for no reason. It's uh, I do have to bring this up because we have talked about Flushed Away in the past in our personal lives, but you you have a particular point of contention between Flushed Away and another rat-based movie of the early 2000s that I feel like we do we do need to touch on before do we, we need get to into address this. We the do controversy? need to address the controversy. Listen, <laughs> there can be only one rat-based movie, let alone rat-based children's movie, and that is Flushed Away. I don't care about this ratatouille movie <laughs> that everyone else cares about i don't i don't i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it 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 doesn't show you the true life of a rat like flushed away does it doesn't honor the struggle of the sewer rat like flushed away does ratatouille tries to make itself all fancy with all this french cuisine and whatnot but no 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 hugh jackman isn't in ratatouille Hugh Jackman is in Flushed Away. That is one point. Hugh Jackman is in Flushed Away. <laughs> and I suppose on that note, we should also jump into Flushed Away. Uh, we open famous scenes of London in some kind of dated CGI flashby. <laughs> it's what I like to describe as chewy animation. Mm. It's that era of animation where, much like the Polly Pockets and the and the Barbie dolls, like, if I could chew on that, that's that's what I want to do. It just, <laughs> it calls to me. Like, it's it's that perfect, it's not quite like Wallace and Gromit stop motion, any of that nonsense. It's, it's a delicious, chewy animation. That is one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, we, we enter into a particularly nice... Uh, rich person's abode as a family is rushing around to leave for their trip and slowly we push in onto a gilded cage rat pellets overflowing in the bowl it's a palace it's it's truly it's a rat palace and as 
You have to mention the Billy Idol songs coming up. Oh, of course. Uh, well, as as our our hero, our <laughs> our main rat Roddy, not Rodney, but Roddy. I recently watched Robots. Roddy St. James of Kensington. Rodney. Get his surname in there. It matters. St. James of Kensington emerges in a bathrobe, somehow sized for a rat, <laughs> as B- Billy Idol's <laughs> "Dancing by Myself" begins to play, and he opens with a line that made me irrationally angry because. Again, this is a movie about rats. I want to make sure we're all clear. The main characters of this movie are rats. He says, when the cat's away, the mice will play. But again, he's not a mouse. He's a rat. No, it is important. The distinction is, at this point in the character development of Roddy St. James of Kensington, he is still a cultured pet. He's not a rat yet. He's a mouse. He's they're, classy. They're he has a bathrobe. He goes. He plays <laughs> golf and with rats are not frozen like, peas. Mice are the fancy version of rats. They're different species of animals. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I don't but think we you don't have to talk about that. I think that's just science. No, no, no. I think I think it is a careful comment mm-hmm. on the class structure of mice and rats. Mm-hmm. He's not a rat yet. He hasn't been through the sewer. He's a mouse. He's scared. He's scared of going in the sewer. He's a mouse. He is. Well, at first, he's living his life of luxury, of course, uh, as all rats who live in houses and when the people leave do. Uh, We get a very Toy Story-esque sequence where he is kind of roaming the house now that all the humans have (laughs) left and uh, playing volleyball with a bunch of Barbies and G.I. Joe and driving around in the RC car and all sorts of fun things. But we get the sense that this Roddy Roddy is truly alone, though he tries to fill his day with plastic humans and uh, activities. He he has no one to talk to. Listen, when I was rewatching this, I was like, ooh, shoot, that's me during this coronavirus pandemic. I live by myself in a studio <laughs> apartment. Like, yes, I talk to the walls, and what about it? That's, I really <laughs> identified with, with Roddy through this, that this, this opening sequence definitely hits a little more close to home, given the year we have had, but uh, yes. don't dawdle on that for too long. <laughs> because <laughs> You'll get too sad. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sound in the night. Roddy is awoken from his slumber by... A gurgling noise of unidentified source. He he steals himself and brings along a GI Joe uh, action figure and heads for the kitchen where the rumbling continues, continuing his uh, attempts to suss out what is in his house. He he's protecting a- his home. <laughs> Tabitha left him here by himself. What is he supposed to do? He, he is apparently supposed to be spooked by a box of cereal, only to have a large hey, sludge figure. Fuck Count Chocula. A large sludge figure emerge from behind him. A classic, oh no, the monster is actually behind me moment. He screams, the figure screams, and out emerges Sid, a very punk rock British. <laughs> Listen, to a 10 year old, that little jump scare, effective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is the point where we meet our second rat of the movie, uh, Sid. He is from the... Sid is a rat. Sid is a rat. He is from the sewers. He somehow got sucked up through the pipes into he- the uh, house mm-hmm. of Rodney. He Rod- Rodney, not Rodney. Again, I recently watched Robots, so it's kind of on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Same diff. Different, different <laughs> movie, different time. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is a lot less posh than Roddy was. 
Um, I feel like there was a bit of like British social politics commentary that I, Absolutely. as an American, am Absolutely, lacking yeah. in understanding going on here. But mm-hmm. we're so we're not going to dawdle on that. Perhaps it's more effective if you are more familiar with, you know. Yeah, I feel like any comment I would have on it would be extremely uneducated. So. Yes, I was like, leave okay. it, leave it to the British politics. Yes, experts. Brits can at me on Twitter with their hot takes about the flushed away social politics if they want. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again. Sid uh, immediately makes himself at home. He begins to make a mess of Roddy's place. Uh, he refers to Roddy as his butler. He is taking over the he house. Is, he is dressed up he's, in he's, a suit. He is so, dressed in a suit. Again, a rat suit. Um, rat size suit. <laughs> <laughs> Sid is also... All the rats in this movie are dressed in various clothes of various yeah, sizes. Yeah, they're all clothed. Uh-huh. Um, very closely mimicking human dress patterns, uh, but again, they're all rats. Hey, don't talk about Rita's pants yet. That's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, Roddy attempts to get Sid out of his house by flushing him away. He tells him that he has a jacuzzi, and if Sid gets in, he will turn the bubbles turn on. Turn on the bubbles. Uh, but instead brings him to a toilet, to which Sid reveals that actually he knows what a toilet is and proceeds to push Roddy in and flush him away. Uh, Roddy begging that he should not do it. He can't swim. He does not. He, will he says, and I quote, don't don't mistake Sid. Bon voyage, me old queen cracker. That's what he says. <laughs> it's really important. It's like one of Sid's best lines. <laughs> it is uh, one of Sid's it's, only lines. It's a lines. phrase that haunts me. <laughs> like, there's a few moments in this movie. I don't think you understand. When I was a kid and this came out, I literally wore out the DVD. I've seen it that many times. I cannot claim any other movie to be able to quote word for word except for this one. So the fact that I can hear in the back of my head on a daily basis, Bon Voyage, me old cream cracker, really <laughs> reveals to you the depths of my psyche that this movie's ingrained. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's definitely got some lines in it. Uh, it's got quotables. It's it's, uh, it's got lines. As <laughs> Roddy then he's flushed down the pipe. He is struggling to stay afloat. He picks up a small fish who asks if he has seen his father. So they inserted their first Pixar gag of the film, referencing Finding Nemo. Notably, not Ratatouille. Little, little Nemo tag. Little Nemo tag. Uh, again, Roddy said he couldn't swim, but he seems to be doing just fine. Uh, he gets deposited into the sewer. The chocolate bar poop gag. Don't jump over that. He yes, grabs he... onto a chocolate bar that's only half wrapped. And you, as a 10-year-old, again, effective comedic device. You think it's a poop and it's not. It's a candy bar. Yes, he gives a sigh of relief uh, <laughs> as he manages to find his way to dry land, the edge of the sewer. Um, now solidly flushed away, the first moment in which someone is flushed away in the movie Flushed Away. It's true. It's true, it's true. Uh, he is screamed at by some slugs who uh, seem to be equally afraid oh, of him as incredible. he is of them. These slugs are going to be reoccurring characters, so please make note Best characters now. in the whole movie. <laughs> uh, I do also want to point out, Roddy has talked a lot at this point, uh, and I feel like we should take a moment to just talk about he is played by Hugh Jackman, but I feel like he doesn't sound like Hugh Jackman. Like, listening to him, I was like, I had a lot of trouble connecting that that's who the actor was. Like, I knew that that was who it was. I'd seen the credits, but the voice didn't click for me. And I don't know if that was just me or if that's something that you also noticed. It, it's definitely not me. It's very deep into my mind at this mm-hmm. point. But you might not be alone. I won't speak for the entirety of the global <laughs> public by telling you that I disagree, but... I am also, I am positive 
if you really looked at how many people have watched this movie, the incredible number that I have, like, I, I, there's nothing that phases me about this movie. Amazing. It's ridiculous. Well, Roddy is unfortunately very phased by his current predicament. He's uh, wandering, lost. He kind of trips his way around until he manages to crash into a thriving rat version of London in the sewers. <laughs> there is a, a rat-like Big Ben. There is a rat he Big Ben. He falls onto a, a chalkscape of the satellite image of London. Took him three years to draw that. Yes, the he, he falls into a like chalk portrait uh, or the, the nearby artist rat complains that he has ruined his life's work. Rodent! That's the artist rat's <laughs> name. His name is Rodent. Rodent. The first... It's This movie's full of beautiful puns. As many times in this movie it felt like the plot was a device to get you from pun to pun more so than it was a device to get you <laughs> through the movie. Maybe that's why this is the, the movie of my life. <laughs> Uh, we get a little cross-section of life in this rat London. Uh, I don't believe the city is ever named at any point. I think it's kind of just... I don't think it is. It's just sort of the only location that isn't the rest of the sewer, so it sort of just exists in its own locale. You know it's London, and you know it's probably Kensington-ish. Because mm. that's where Roddy's house is. Right. Uh, there's some American tourist rats. This is the first time that uh, a country will be reduced to its purest form in this movie, or the purest form oh, that yeah. I can only assume that the Brits see us in. <laughs> Taking some photos. They're trying to get the photo of, like, what is it, the Queen's Guard? Yeah, it's Queensguard uh, rat? the guards with the tall hats. This is, I'm also proving how much of an American like, I am. Yeah, no, I can't think of the name. I want to say Queen's Guard, but that could be fully wrong. I just watched, like, one 30-second video on Facebook <laughs> a couple days ago, and they called them the Queen's Guard, so take that with a grain of salt. Sure thing. Um, he he tries to get help to get back up top. No one believes that he's from the top, uh, except for one. He did assault a cop. He, he assaults don't, a cop, don't, so don't you know. Twisted. Good on Roddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he gets directions from a rat dressed as a sailor who is cooking some fish on an iron, but also the fish gives him directions as well to a a boat captain who may be able to help him get back home. Uh, he heads for the Jammy Dodger, the boat captained by the elusive Rita. Uh, ice cold Rita. Ice cold Rita at the dark, dark of night in the sewer. Uh, as he, he gets on the boat that has a large hand that can pick him up. They play a little like bit. Like a mechanical arm. Like a mechanical arm. Uh, they play a little mechanical arm chicken. Eventually, uh, he is picked up. He talks to Rita a bit, talk about getting up top and paying her for it until they are interrupted by two hench mice searching for Rita. She tells Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus making an appearance. <laughs> whose rat whose rat um alter ego looks exactly like him. Yes, his rat alter ego. And I is... can't remember the guy who plays Whitey. I know his voice and I know his face, but I can't remember his name. Uh he was played by Bill Nye. Nye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you pay this yeah. his last name? This is going to be the first entry in a very long line of times I mispronounce people's last names and have to apologize for it on the podcast. Whitey and Spike, the two hench mice and comedic sidekicks of our uh, later-to-be-revealed villain. Whitey is an escaped lab rat, so he's like Mm -hmm. albino. He's He's albino. Probably my favorite character in the entire movie by a long shot. He's a good one to pick. LeFrog has my heart, but I LeFrog has got flair, but I think Whitey is so consistently the one who said jokes that I actually laughed at that I have to give him props. Uh, And Andy Serkis as Spike, who is sort of the... I I hesitate to compare this movie in any way to Midnight Cowboy, but his character can only be described as Dustin Hoffman playing. Uh, His role there is very, like, mobster-esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So lots of lots of fun stuff coming at us from that duo, and they will be reoccurring threats to our heroes throughout the movie, but here they're attempting to get a ruby back from Rita. She has stolen a ruby from them, or for them, it's a little unclear. All that matters is she has a ruby, and their boss wants it. Unfortunately, Roddy manages to bumble his way into several horns and reveal their location, and get them both captured. They are then taken to our, our villain, as portrayed by Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> the Toad. Was he knighted yet when this movie came out? Because I realized they didn't put Sir in his credit. They didn't. He might so. not have been. I don't know when Ian McKellen was knighted, but I will refer to him exclusively as Sir Ian McKellen from this point forward. He is, yeah, as you should. Uh, the Toad, our, our charismatic, uh, notably not a rat, hero, uh, not hero, villain of the movie. He's- I mean... <laughs> According to the movie, he's solidly falling into your classic big bad evil guy, so we'll go with that for now. He's something of an enthusiast, a collector of things from up top. Uh, we'll find out why he is so taken with the above ground world later on, but right now we don't have his tragic backstory, so all we know is he has a collection of, good of Pez dispensers and... All things queen-related. All things queen-related, all things related to royalty, lots of uh, Union Jacks yeah. around here. And he bonds with Roddy very briefly about being from up top. It seems as though maybe our hero has found his way back to the surface, but no, he accidentally once again bumbles his way into destroying his entire collection of up top items. The toad, he does. <laughs> now enraged and uh, in possession of two rats he does not uh, particularly enjoy, is going to ice them. <laughs> Listen, Millicent bystander... <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> he tries to say he was just an innocent bystander, and Spike mishears him and thinks his name is Millicent Bystander. That is that is true. Uh, Roddy, so that's, that's important. Roddy will in this frequently portion be of the film. misnamed as Millicent throughout the film. Although, again, his name is Roddy, not Rodney, which bothers me greatly. It just feels like there should be another letter in there. But Well, his full name could be Rodney. He, I don't know. You have to exclusively goes by Roddy, and he is credited know, as such. I know, so I, I feel like we name. gotta we gotta go by the text. You know, <laughs> you gotta talk to the directors about that one. Yes, I I feel like I should backtrack for a moment because there was one line that I specifically wrote down that I that Whitey says, which is the name of the lab rat. Uh, when they are trying to figure out where the ruby is, where Rita has hidden the ruby, she has it in her back pocket, and he says the line, "The booties in the booty." And were I <laughs> both as a 10-year-old and now, I will admit that I chuckled at that line. It's funny. Uh, but we don't have time to dawdle there. Do you know what I just realized? Is he, came, is he called Whitey because of Whitey Boulder? Is that another pun? Uh, possibly. I did not make that connection. Wow. I assumed it because he was an albino lab rat, but... <laughs> I think it's all wrapped into one big pun factory Yeah, right this, again, this whole movie really is jam-packed. a device to get to rat jokes, to get to different puns. Speaking of puns, getting iced is to literally get frozen into a block of ice. Uh, this is an important scene because this establishes the Chekhov's <laughs> like nitrogen. It's like dry ice. Uh, liquid, it goes liquid very solo and carbonite-y for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a critical part of the film. Yeah, so they what they have developed is a, a freezer in which the rats are placed under a cup and then liquid nitrogen is poured into it until they are frozen instantly as Roddy helpfully tells us he will be frozen instantly if the liquid nitrogen hits them. Luckily, our intrepid heroes do manage to escape 
Uh, Rita snagging a cord on the way out. That is going to be significant later. The master cable. The master cable. Uh, and they, they, uh, what is the word for when someone is on a long line, a zip line, they <laughs> zip line to safety mm-hmm. using the master cable and fall back. Mind you, Rita seat. just saved his butt this whole time. Rita, ever the capable female protagonist to Roddy's bumbling uh, fool of a hero, mm-hmm. Manages to get them out of trouble. We are now back. Good old in- Kate Winslet. Good old she Kate Winslet. A, a star-studded cast once again. Kate Winslet playing the role of Rita, uh, escaping from the Toad, who has instructed his henchmen to give pursuit, although they are somewhat bumbling and so frequently, well, as henchmen in children's movies often do, uh, fail at their job through you know just kind of bad. Is this when luck. they ride a, um, a mixer, a hand mixer through the sewer. No, we're not there is that, yet. Is that this chase sequence. <laughs> Oh, I'm jumping ahead in my chase. Jumping a little ahead. The goons give chase. They effortlessly fall uh, into the city. Rita, with ruby in hand and master cable as a new belt, runs back to Style the icon. jammy dodger. Both of them get on board. And unfortunately for Roddy, and also Rita to a point, Roddy realizes that the ruby that she has been uh, so desperately clinging to as a way to provide for her family is actually made of glass and in a moment it's of fake. maybe the least tact i think any character has ever had in a movie he smashes the glass ruby against the side of the boat to prove to her that it is listen fake. he's trying to prove to her that he's not since she has wholeheartedly saved his ass this whole movie he's trying to say look i can do something and then just completely just messes up it's it's from a good place but He's not yes. that not that bright. Uh, this is where we get Rita's tragic backstory. You know, she's trying to provide for her family, which we'll later find out is very, very large. Her father was a scavenger, and now he broke every bone in his body. That is a literal line, as we later learn. And she is trying to, you know, carry on his legacy and also keep, mm-hmm. make a better life for those who come next. Because all, all of her siblings are, like, children. Yes, she's, she's the it's eldest really weird. of, She's, like, like the 50. only, like, semi-adult. <laughs> rat like she's got like an angsty teen brother yes but it all falls on her <laughs> yes uh she does agree to help roddy get home though because he offers to pay her with real gems from his family's jewelry box it's gonna steal from tabitha stealing from tabitha uh, and so she takes him back to her house so they can stop off and let her dad know where she's going at this point the movie much like uh the audience has stopped caring about the ruby <laughs> Because we've completely moved on to other things. The Ruby is no longer the MacGuffin of the movie. Well, the Toad, the Toad tells Spike and Whitey not to worry about the Ruby anymore. It's all about the Master Cable. Yes. This is when we really build on the idea of the Master Cable. Yes, do not get... And the World Cup, the upcoming World Cup final. Yes. Uh, just as like a note, throughout the background of this movie, the World Cup has been mentioned a few times. Sid is watching <laughs> it uh, when he flushes Roddy away. So we know that this mm-hmm. this takes place during a World Cup, and that is an important part of the scene dressing. We're all at Rita's house now, though. You know, she's introducing her family to Roddy, who immediately make the joke of like, oh, is this your new boyfriend? It's every female protagonist and male protagonist in a children's movie ever. She's talking to her dad about how she wants to go help Roddy get back to the surface. Her dad says, no, it's too dangerous. He's, you know, he is in a he full body He also doesn't cast. like Roddy because he's a surface rat. Like, yes, it's, some, again, some like class that politics that I feel rat. like I really just don't feel competent enough to comment on <laughs> uh, going on in the background here. Rita has, like, 50 siblings. Listen, don't, don't, don't mess it up. Grandma thinks 
He's Tom Jones. That's true. Grandma is convinced that Roddy is Tom Jones, which Roddy does nothing to dissuade her from that because he does Sing perform us a, song, Tom Jones. <laughs> a Tom he Jones does. song on the table of their dining room. The whole family's getting into it, but unfortunately, her younger brother, her emo teen brother, has found a wanted poster for Millicent. <laughs> Bystander. Listen, bystander. Uh, and he suggests. International <laughs> he suggests that they turn Roddy in for the reward money. And while Rita does that classic older sister thing of, I'm going to humor you for two seconds before telling you that your plan is stupid and being sarcastic, Roddy, who has been alone his whole life, overhears this and does not uh, understand the sarcastic nature of Rita's agreement to the plan. And so he steals the jammy dodger and runs away he gets out of there the slugs sing don't worry be happy the slugs are a reoccurring kind of greek chorus in this movie listen if you buy the dvd and the special features you can watch them sing three different i think it's three different songs (laughs) there's there's a very important part of the special features of this dvd yes so if if you are watching the movie on dvd (laughs) hey i have it on dvd i watched it on hbo but i do have the dvd Amazing. Um, I really do miss when DVDs used to be more of like a thing because special features are something yeah. that I truly, truly miss about most movies. Yeah, this was, I found this DVD at a used record store in Cambridge and they wanted a whole $4 <laughs> for it. Amazing. I think we were, I was there when you bought Flushed I think you were away. with me. I think I said, <laughs> I'm buying Flushed Away. Yes. And you're like, why do you have a complex about this movie? And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> It's at least been a year. I'm pretty sure it's been two. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. So long. Just age yourself. It's really planted the seeds for uh, this particular episode of a podcast, and here we are. I think that's when awards. we started, I am to flushed away as you are to speed racer. Oh, I think yes. that's the first time we had that um, conversation. I do, I do quite enjoy that movie, but that is not the movie that we are talking about. We are talking about <laughs> flushed away. Oh, man. Rita catches up to Roddy uh, somehow. It's not really explained. She catches up to Roddy. She puts him on a rubber ducky. She's a woman of the sewer. She's got ways. Rita, ever ever the competent uh, sewer rat, sticks Roddy on a rubber ducky and leaves him adrift as she reclaims her boat. Roddy charms her with the power of song. He sings her a song. He sings her a song. The slugs join in. Ice cold Rita. Never could I meet a girl that's so cruel. (laughs) She offered me a jewel. She left me stuck stranded on a duck. What a shoddy thing to do to Roddy. Me. That's Roddy St. James of Kensington. Then you get the slugs chime in on a separate little floaty thing. Poor, poor Roddy flushed on his own potty. Rita, can't you find it in your heart to help him? Then Roddy comes back in. How mean can one rat be? Ice cold Rita, won't you be sweeter to me? They sing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. my When I was a kid, that specific part of the movie... Me and my sister had that so thoroughly memorized. My dad used to do this thing, if you make him laugh, he could shoot things through his nose. I mean, everybody can do that, but he's, like, particularly violent about it. And one time, we were walking into Walmart, and my dad was drinking a Pepsi, and we started singing that song, and he spewed Pepsi, and it continued to leak out of his nose till we got to the back of the car department in Walmart. (laughs) That's one of my core childhood memories, and it's thanks to Flush Away. (laughs) What a a boon to society Flushed Away has proven to be. (laughs) 
Rita, Rita relents. She allows him back on the boat, but don't get too comfortable because this is when the henchmen appear once again, riding on electric mixers yeah. as sort of speed boats or jet skis. Our rat uh, henchmen are giving chase once again. One does enter on a toaster and is proceeds to be electrocuted, which I had a problem with that because that toaster then is not plugged into anything and also probably should have electrocuted everyone in the water on contact. But we don't have time to dwell on that because it, it begins an epic boat chase scene through all of the rat London. Again, this mm-hmm. movie is really going beat for beat, just powering through plot at this point. Um, we're only like maybe 30 minutes in, <laughs> maybe 45. I think the movie's only like 87 it's, it's, minutes long. It's yeah, short. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's got the beats it wants to hit and it is getting through them. It's a movie on a mission. Once again, Whitey has one of my favorite lines in the movie coming through as the character that consistently brought me the most joy. He is with Spike on uh, a motorboat and Spike is about to launch onto the jammy dodger to try and bungee cord his way. On a rat trap, right? On a, yeah, on a rat trap to sort of assault our heroes in person. He says one of those classic lines, you know, my middle name is Danger, to which Whitey responds, I thought it was Leslie, which is just great. (laughs) Leslie! Just great. (laughs) It doesn't work. He gets uh, sprung backwards and Rita and Roddy make their escape on the Jammy Dodger and continue on their journey towards the surface. Back to the Toad, who has now decided he needs to bring in more help. He needs to call in a cousin of his, which is when we are his introduced cousin, to the second national stereotype in this movie, La Frog. <laughs> and all his little French henchmen. And all his little French henchmen. One of which is a mime. One of which is a mime. Uh, and surprisingly an effective one. Uh, it's a good mime. <laughs> it's a good mime. Uh, appears. He agrees to help the toad, a cousin of his, with what the toad is up to. It seems that we get the first inkling of... What, you know what the toad's end game is here why he now wants the master cable instead of the ruby he does i'm pretty sure explain it in full effect yes he he goes through like, his tragic very, backstory like, here here nine-year-old you may have the entire plot line yes he, he deserved it he runs us through his backstory he was once the prized pet beloved pet of the prince of england uh until one day he was replaced by a rat he he too was flushed away making this the like third or fourth time we've heard the title of the movie in the movie it's seated it's well justified it, we, we we would be rolling a lot of credits if this were cinema sins but i i had a question here because i mean like as a kid i think you know i love that i might have an answer for you i had a, i had like hamsters as a kid but i don't know if i would have been pet. like i want a frog and then also i want a rat to replace that frog in terms of like childhood pets so it was odd to me that like the prince of england was receiving <laughs> it makes absolute sense like grow up to like think of any kid that grew up to eventually be queer we all wanted weird pets <laughs> i f- i fully had planned for multiple geckos all of which had names starting with the letter g i had it so intensely planned we absolutely wanted the weirdest pets just to have them. Would I have replaced it with a rat? Probably. I guess my... The whole, the whole reason I didn't get them is because my dog literally eats all all small animals. So it just couldn't yeah. happen. It was it was not feasible. I guess my hang up was that this kid is notably, specifically the prince, which I just felt like royalty yeah. is going to be getting... It's like, a little forced. Yeah, like the best of the best when it you comes to You could have said anybody that worked at the, at the castle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that is the origin of why Buckingham Palace, I think. Mm. I don't know. We don't. Sorry, England. <laughs> yeah. Blanket apology to the UK for yeah, in general <laughs> this podcast episode. 
this is the origin of his beef with the rats. He he wants them mm. out so that he He's can burned. take over their city and replace it with all of his tadpole children who are kept in jars in his lair. Uh, we don't need to dwell on that for too long. They're very creepy. I did not like them. <laughs> I did not like those tadpoles. They do have quite aggressive teeth, but they have little baby bonnets that just adorable. Yes, he's They he's, want a pony. They do want a pony. And as LaFrog says, you should give your children a pony. He he wants the master cable back so that he can open the floodgates during halftime of the uh, World Cup. We don't exactly know why yet, but I will remind our viewing audience that this is in a sewer. So, you know, there's yeah, only... Yeah, the city is just literally built right next to the floodgate. Right next to the floodgate. No, no, no civil engineers were at all... Not at all. You know, brought into the city planning of little London down there. There's a joke about how the French don't like British wine from the frog. We cut back to Roddy and Rita... <laughs> Rita and the, Roddy are bonding a little bit. They're chatting over dinner. The, Roddy is questioning if he really wants to go home. He's, Rita comments about how... That isn't probably... rice, that's maggots you're eating. <laughs> yes, he... Larva, 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 wee. That's the funniest part of the whole movie. Yes, he, he inadvertently tried to cook some maggots. He makes the line, oh, that's why they all ran to the other side of the pan when I put some salt in. He, mm-hmm. he ponders whether or not he wants to go back to being lonely. He relishes in being able to say goodnight and getting a response from Rita, something that he did not get at the beginning of the movie from all the Barbie and G.I. Joe figures. You could also see when he, when he was around her family, he was like, this is what I want. Yes, Roddy is truly like, he's... a performer in a lot of ways, too. He's always singing something, which might just be a side effect of being played by Hugh Jackman, but he, he's very much like a people person at heart. In many ways. He's very sort of extroverted. A lonely extrovert is Roddy St. James of Kensington. Uh, the LeFrog and all of his minions crash into the boat. They get on board. They capture our rat friends. And they open a flip phone with a video screen, which was very Early advanced FaceTime. for 2006. On which the toad is speaking to uh, Roddy and Rita. He reveals that he no longer wants the ruby. He wants the master cable. Master cable. The, they do, the two rats do manage to outwit LaFrog's minions, uh, and so begins a chase through the rapids of the sewer. We've hit another action portion of the movie. LaFrog and Roddy and Rita go over the edge of a very large, not waterfall, because again, they're in a sewer, but it functions as a waterfall in this case. It's some sort of like drainage pipe. Uh, the mechanical hand- It's a liquid. <laughs> it's a liquid. Uh, the mechanical hand of the Jimmy Dodger grabs a pipe, uh, and although LaFrog gets the master cable, Roddy and Rita are able to make their escape, grabbing the cable as they parachute with a plastic bag down to safety. The boat, falling to its doom, waves goodbye, implying that the boat has been sentient this whole time, which really, again- I was like, this scares me, this boat. Well, listen, (laughs) at the beginning, when Roddy first steps on, I mean, you know it's Rita, but, like, it, like, walks around like a little person. The Jenny Dodger definitely has some personality, but until this point, there is no indication that personality is not just Rita. And this is, no one is on this boat anymore, and it is waving to us as it sinks to the bottom. (laughs) I think that's a a suspend your disbelief moment. (laughs) Let's not read into the sentience of the Jammy Doctor. I it threw me for a good a good few minutes afterwards. But... <laughs> I love how that's 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 where you, that's where you draw the line. That's where I drew the line. But luckily, is when the Jammy Doctor decides to wave back. Luckily, I did not have long to dwell on that. Not when they they catch a bag from <laughs> what is it? The Heathrow Airport is the plastic bag they ride out of the sewer. Yeah, they they catch an updraft out of the sewer over London. They they fly they glide their way down into the chimney of Roddy's house down. 
into Kensington once again. He is home at last. He has arrived. He provides Rita with a ruby and an emerald from the jewelry box, completing payment. She seems hesitant to lead. She asks for a tour of the house. He agrees. Turns out Sid- Mind you, he's also said, like, yeah, I got tons of family. Like, whatever. I'll live with all my family. And she's like, okay, bet. Let's see him. Yeah, she asks to meet his family. Uh, he tries to pass off Sid as his brother. Uh, Sid and Rita turn out what to know each him? other. <laughs> I can't remember what Sid's... Uh, like Rupert. Uh, what does he or... call it? It's like Rupert. I was gonna say, is it Rupert? I, I believe it's Rupert. Yeah. It's something that sounds like it was probably a name out of like Harry Potter, which again, I feel like a dumb American watching. Yeah, this I think movie you're generalizing what Sid looks like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it reveals that he's all alone. He gets a little uh, aggressive. Rita goes and flushes herself back down the sewer off screen. He's a little self-conscious. Uh, we hear a flush sound, and once again, another character has been flushed away. Roll credits. The slugs begin to sing once again. <laughs> did not note what they're allowed to sing, but I did note that this movie could just be a jukebox musical if you only take the songs that the slugs sing as the songs you of the film. You just need to get the DVD and the special features, because that's what you're looking for. You literally <laughs> get to pick which song in their slug music videos. Oh, that's so. powerful. Ask and you shall receive, babe. <laughs> I will prime that shit to you. <laughs> Sid continues watching the World Cup. Roddy uh, very grumpily comes to sit next to him. As he is speaking to Sid and realizing that Sid is holding it to go during the halftime of the World Cup, that the Toad's master plan comes rushing to Roddy in a wave of awareness. And he realizes that if he does not go back down to the sewer to save Rita and the whole city, that they will all be flushed away at halftime of the World Cup when everyone goes to the bathroom all at once. Ha ha. Rita, having... <laughs> I think this whole movie is just potty humor. <laughs> it's, it's all Basically. potty jokes. It's... <laughs> Maybe that's why when I was a kid, it came out what, 2007? It was 2011 so year old 2006, me. yeah. Or, oh, was it really the, oh, six, so I was eight. Pain. That just brings me pain. <laughs> Don't say that. Redacted. Uh, Rita, having been captured off screen, now re-enters the plot uh, in the possession of the Toad and the Frog. The Toad takes the Master Cable back from her. Roddy gives up his spot as a pet rat to Sid. He asks him to be kind to Tabitha, the girl who owns him, and says that he can have the house now because Roddy be the is best pet. <laughs> Roddy is about to become one with the sewers, uh, and he once again gets flushed away. He says Geronimo on the way down. <laughs> yes, this time prepared for it and no longer saluted by Sid. He can't swim. Yes, they, they have seemed to have created a sort of bond, uh, a, a swapping of roles, accepting that one is better suited for the life of the other. Roddy confronts the toad. They say flushed away like five times in a row while explaining his evil plan once more. Both of the rats are temporarily captured, but they manage to have a bit of a fight. They scuffle with the frog. They scuffle with the toad. They get the cable. Unfortunately, the toad gets the cable and starts opening the gates. You hear a mighty flush. Wooder comes rushing down. They're suspended on a cable across hey, the Rita's floodgate. Hey, Rita's hanging in the middle of the air right Rita is hanging on the gate. Don't forget, this is when Roddy, like, confesses his feelings. She's like, that's fine. But can you tell me that after you rescue me? Yes, they have a, okay, a, a, a time for that later moment. And Roddy manages to... <laughs> we can bone later. Right now, we need to save the whole city. <laughs> Roddy manages to trick the toad and the frog to sticking their tongues out into these gears and getting stuck and pulling a 
tube of liquid nitrogen open. This is at the moment where the liquid nitrogen Chekhov's gun of this movie becomes apparent. It freezes the wave of a questionable liquids that is rushing towards the city. They have saved, again, unnamed Rat London parody. Everyone cheers. Roddy, as known as Millicent, becomes a hero. And we cut to a musical number as they rebuild the Jammy Dodger. This is the Jammy Dodger 2. Jammy Dodger 2. They go back to doing whatever it was that Rita originally did in this movie. I Scavenger, I think, of Listen, some kind. Listen, this is an incredible sequence to the tune of Proud Mary <laughs> by the one and only Creedence Clearwater Revival, but sung by all slugs. All slugs. Again, jukebox Important to note, only, only the tiny slugs have such deep bass voices. That's a degree of humor not lost on me. Yes, they, it's the they tiny slugs that really play lowest. with your expectations with these slugs. They, yeah. they allow them to have abilities far beyond the scope initially provided to the slug. They go out in the musical number, we cut, everyone's dancing, everyone's cheering, the jammy dodger sets off going real fast. The movie sums itself up so perfectly in the final line, where are we going? I don't know, but we're gonna get there real fast, which felt to me a lot like what watching this movie felt like. Wait, doesn't grandma say after that, I'm coming, Tom Jones? You know what? You're right. That is the, that is the last line. Off the boat. Uh, Rita's grandmother swimming after Roddy, Grandma who she still believes line. is Tom Jones, does very rapidly paddle after the Jammy Dodger. Grandma's in real good shape. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? That's uh, I lied. That's not the final scene of the movie because we do we cut back to Sid for a moment as Tabitha mm-hmm. returns from her trip. I brought you a friend. She has brought him a friend, and she reveals that they have now a house cat in addition to the rat. And we hard cut to black, cut to credits, and Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat starts playing. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was maybe my favorite musical cue of the entire movie, and also notably the last musical cue of the movie. It's a funny little tie-in with all the Tom Jones Lots stuff of in Tom the middle Jones, of the movie. And then they finally, yeah. they, they pay it off in the credits. You know, lots of music, lots of little slugs coming in and out and doing funny things during the credits. Uh, and we end with the line... No slugs were assaulted during the making of this film yep. with the A dash salted to really just emphasize this whole movie is a device to get to more puns. <laughs> we're really trying to. It's all about the slugs. It's all about the slugs. It's all about the potty humor. This definitely feels like a movie that was very funny when you were eight years old and watching it as a 22 year old. Some of the humor may have been. That's why lost I still love it, man. <laughs> I need a little simplicity in my life. The crushing doom of the rest of the world right now, but I could watch a movie for eight-year-old me potty humor. Incredible escape. Give you that this was very escapist, and that after watching Flushed Away, I could not think of anything except for Flushed Away for a little bit. I don't know if this is the movie I would pick for that purpose, given that again I recently oh, watched for Robots and really love that. <laughs> but I do. I feel like we have to talk about we've we've come to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. We have to address a few points here because there are a few things that notably you, Rachel, I'm prepared are, to defend are ready my opinion. to defend. After rewatching it, would you say you still love this movie? You know, is this still up yes. there for you? Some close any closing yes. thoughts on it, uh, having watched it now with fresh eyes. I think sometimes people act like kids' movies have to teach you some grand lesson about morality. But this is just a funny movie. And it's funny for stupid reasons. And it's still funny to me all these years later. Partially because of all the memories I have attached to it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But also because it's, it's 
just it's stupid it's just so stupid and it's so fun yeah i feel like i don't have that same nostalgia for it that you do so like there were some moments where i was like oh that's very funny or moments where i was like i remember this from when i was a kid and i remember really thinking this was funny but now i don't and i wonder i would wonder like if i would feel the same way about a movie i did have that nostalgia for in the way that you do about flushed away um i think it's, it's sort of one of those movies that if you watched it a lot as a kid i can see how this is something that would still really ring true in many ways oh yeah well I mean I know it's that movie for me because like I didn't have cable or any Mm -hmm. of that when I was a kid but my parents had one of those like a hundred disc dvd changers and there was we got to pick like three or four of us like or three or four a piece for each of us and the one movie me and my sister could both agree on was flushed away so whenever my parents wanted to shut us up flushed Flushed away. away or watching it five or six times in one day not out of the question. <laughs> if you if you wanted to absolutely occupy me as a child, put that on. Yeah, I mean... This, this is all my parents' fault. <laughs> it checks out. And I do... I feel like we need to go back to this because, you know, um, we brought it up at the top of the show. This is a, a, a historic point of contention in, in your life in particular, but also in the lives of everyone around you. Ra- flushed away compared to Ratatouille. You're going to mention Ratatouille we got to bring up Ratatouille. It's, it's the rat movies you know of the what? early 2000s. Flushed away walked. Flushed away walked so that Ratatouille could run. Here's- Ratatouille would not be what it is without the foundational work that is flushed away. It gave cred- credibility to small animals, small rodent stories. And then, you know, Disney had to come in there with their big feet and stomp all over DreamWorks and their work that they did was flushed away. Classic House of Mouse. I will give you credit in that I think you're right about Flushed Away paving the road for small rodents being the stars of (laughs) movies. But in a lot of ways, I don't think that these movies can actually be compared because I think they're doing two very different plots in a lot of ways. That's true. They're different movies. They're very different. They're very different movies fundamentally. But I, this movie almost reminded me more of like a Toy Story than it did a Ratatouille. Yeah, that tracks. Because it's, yeah. it's very much like that secret world. Roddy very yeah. much crosses the threshold on his hero's journey when he steps into the sewer. Uh, well, yeah, and like I mean, I guess Toy Story kind of does it, but like Ratatouille, you come out of it and you feel like, or at least you're intended to, in the way that I read it, to feel very like, oh, amazing. It's all paid off incredible he's some you know world-class <laughs> chef flushed away like you're not gleaming some moral answer or some like incredible emotional journey like they just do fundamentally different things i think toy story might be a happy medium between the two because toy story definitely makes you like think and feel things whereas flushed away you think you don't feel things necessarily <laughs> i don't know if i would and say I, you, all I you do is feel things during flushed away <laughs> I never said I was bright, but that movie makes you think. It's definitely a movie, I think, if you wanted to take a deep reading, you could definitely have a discussion about, like, privilege and classism. Yeah, I, again, I, I feel like we should reiterate that I don't feel well-educated enough to comment on, like, yeah. what this movie is saying about British society. I think I could talk about Flushed Away and what I think the things it could teach you. Yeah. I'm not the person to tell you what those are or what you should think about it. You yeah, know what I mean? it's very, uh, there's definitely Especially it's a, a lot movie of, like, made for eight-year-olds. almost My Fair Lady-esque kind of, like, <laughs> class politics going on in this movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't have the context to kind of make that connection. I have one last question for you before we close this podcast out for the day and say goodbye. Thank you again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Anything for Flushed Away. Having now, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but I have to ask it. I ask it every episode. Having now 
inflicted, flushed away upon yourself and others, would you choose to do mm-hmm. so again? Would you watch? Absolutely. <laughs> to the day I die, I will talk about this movie. Amazing. It's, 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 it is critical to understanding who I am as a person for me to tell you not only the fact that this movie is so critical to my life, but that I have this just fervent desire to talk to everyone about it. <laughs> I, I will never give that up. Well, thank you for coming on and talking with me about it and talking to our audience about it. Uh, hopefully someone out there really resonates with this Flushed Away discussion. All Flushed Away fans. All Flushed Away fans. <laughs> chime off. But with that, all I All chewy <laughs> animations of all of those kinds. I think it's time for us to flush ourselves away and finish this Oh, podcast. you didn't have to do that. I, I didn't, but the movie does so much that it felt right to kind of, you know, bring it back to the general tone of the Flushed Away gags. This is pain. This is pain that you've caused me. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. <laughs> of course. Enjoy your movies of choice. <laughs> See you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Movie Struck, a podcast about movies and the people who watch them. We'll be back on March 29th with a new guest and a new movie, iconic superhero flick Sky High. And whoo boy, is it a long episode. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and rating on your preferred podcast platform. And feel free to email us at moviestruckpod at gmail.com for any complaints, questions, or flushed away hot takes. You can learn more about Rachel and her work through her website, RideauFilm.com, also linked in the show notes below.